0: Tim, I really hope it's getting worse. I do hope
1: it's getting worse. Well, as it's a I little go.
0: tougher when you're drinking because your tongue gets in the way when you talk, when you drink. Well, my favorite, you so
1: my, one of my favorite things I was I was reading about the Australian accent and huh. like where it, the origin of like where that. Um, and one of the big things they say is that specifically what it is is that initially when people were settling in Australia, they were drinking quite heavily because there wasn't a whole lot. to do. <sighs> Um, and so, wow, in Australia, but they got to a point where they're like, okay, so wait, so the accent comes from everyone being drunk, and it was like initially yes, and it's like, well, what happened? What? Well, why did that stay? And it's like, well, the people who showed up heard that and went, I guess that's how we talk here. Oh so it's God. it's like a it's like a drunk accent that stayed until people were sober. So their tongue was just constantly always in the way. And there's an intro that'll really piss him off.
0: Did you know that over five trillion dollars exchanges hands on a daily basis? That's an average of over 220 billion dollars an hour. Now how does this much money move every single day and why does it move the way it does? Here on Drunkenomics, two bartenders who also happen to be students at the University of Nebraska Graduate School of Business are gonna sit down and drink to the global economy and try and translate it into English. So sit back, relax, put yourself a stiff one, and have a drink with us to the comedy that is the global economy. Hey guys, and
1: welcome back to Drunk the drinking podcast with economics problem post-June Fed meeting. Yeah. And I am your gracious now, and Dude, perhaps for the whole year, year you, post. Man.
0: Yeah, you get the podium. James Goldwater.
1: And across the board from me, yeah. utterly without no grace, grace. whatsoever. Possibly for the rest of the year. But
0: you know what? I'll even just plant the flag and say, you know what? For the rest of 2023 as well, I have no grace. Uh, And that makes me Aaron Wong, okay? Nice talking with you guys. Here's the economics problem. Just one? Problems. (laughs) Economics problems? Did I say problem? Yeah, there's there's too many. I just kind of make it one cocktail. So that way it's just a singular thing. Everyone's done Hunch Punch. Exactly. Everyone's had a long island. So you can have a Rusty Nail, which is one drink, or you can have Scotch and Drambu, which is two drinks, right? So it's a cocktail of economics problems, right? So yeah, all those, you know, we like to talk about them on our social media, which is uh, what... Uh, at Drunkenomical, D R U N K E N O M I C A L. That's
1: on Twitter, Metaverse, Instagram, Facebook, which, and Instagram. Which now
0: has a new ticker symbol, but that's not the main thing that we're here to talk about. Because no. if then you course, also want to get some things off your chest, you we have that Discord thing that you can find uh, on our social media pages. Mm-hmm. You can find that Discord invitation for anyone any to all. If you have anything to get off your chest, just let us know. Jump in, throw some
1: questions our way. Yeah,
0: uh, let's talk about some non-financial advice. Absolutely. In other words, um, if I tell you that I bought some spy puts, that basically means that we've reached bottom. Because congrats to everybody that's on the other side of my trades.
1: Except this time, <laughs> I think you're in the right because I don't.
0: There's well, no way we're near the bottom.
1: But that way, there's no way yeah. we're at the bottom. But we could have a dead cat bounce. So. I guess absolutely. Uh, I think crypto is in the middle of a of that bounce right now. Well, but that um, was after the
0: cards that they. Went through this weekend. I mean, that was just like a hangover and a half. I I, I still see a hell of a lot of downside. On okay, you know, you know what? Crypto reminds me of right now. It's like if you go to a wine tasting, you know, there's that bucket that you spit in. This is a really disgusting analogy. <laughs> so crypto took that bucket that everybody spit in at the wine tastings and they got hung, they got drunk off of that, and now they're hung over off of that's that. I feel like fair. that's what's happening. Because right
1: now, as I look at it, crypto, I mean, what is it? Yeah. Bitcoin's <laughs> trading at 20,375. Ethereum's at fifteen or one thousand well, one hundred. W- what did you text
0: me? It was like I forget how far down they were or how much market cap that was they were like,
1: down like, at seventeen eight.
0: B- Bitcoin. They were down at seventeen eight. Well, that's or, just Bitcoin, right? It's just Bitcoin. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah, So all you crypto wallet holders, I'm, you know, first of all, I'm sorry for your loss. And just remember, Um, it's not.
1: Here's the real thing, though, guys. In the same way that you hadn't made any money until you sold for a profit, you haven't lost any money until you've sold for a loss. Right now, all you've got is an unrealized
0: loss. Yeah, which I know doesn't make anything feel any better. If if, if this is also comforting, I've made some bad trades as well. But I will say this as part of the not financial advice. I did buy a spy put last week. You're going to love this one. Yeah, I'm not oh, bragging, no. I'm just saying. But I bought a SPY 369 put last week. I bought it earlier in the week to play on the Fed thing. Mm-hmm. So I bought the put uh for like three bucks. And then like later on that day, I looked at the contract. And I was like, oh my God, I'm doing really well today. And then I looked at the 368 put, which is one underneath it. And I sold that put for more than I bought the 369 put for. So I just got a, normally what is a debit spread? I got a credit on that. So I'm like, dude, I'm getting, I'm getting paid for this. All like, right. yeah, it's getting paid 115 bucks to to gamble with hundred bucks. You know, so I was like, okay, cool. Perfect. What a good, what a good trade, but not bragging, just saying. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I love options and spreads. As long as you're on
1: the right side of it.
0: Yeah. I mean, this essentially if you do options, the thing that you're betting on needs to do what you want it to do. So whether it stay the same, go up, or go yeah, down, stay inside you know,
1: your bracket. Yeah, whatever it is, it still
0: needs to do that. But uh, at the end of the day, other I mean, than that, yeah, you, know, you can leg in, leg out. Right? There's multiple ways you can play options, which, which I love. But yeah, oh, but yeah, not financial advice. But nope. yeah, Bitcoin.
1: Oh, sorry, yeah. Um, I understand this. This is hurting real people, not just like this fictional villain I have in my Dr. head. The Michael
0: Sailors of this world. It's one of those things. They, um, but yeah, no.
1: So we end up with that. We end up with, um, I mean, on top of that, we talked about Celsius, how they uh, oh, yeah, that's how right. They locked all the money in. I feel like that's um, got to be. they locked all the money inside. So but that's got to be. Because they, they hired lawyers, didn't they? They did. Uh, to restructure right. all their finance options and to try and survive this. Yeah, so, I don't know that you can. Yeah, but how,
0: I mean, how would you restructure it? Like, what would you? And well, the thing mention, is, what's,
1: ba- what's backing your restructuring?
0: Yeah. Oh, you're a genius. It's all that stuff, you know, that they loaned out on margin. Or not, mm-hmm. or not margin, but to short. I don't, even, I, I don't know trading rules around crypto because I don't work in that industry at all. really
1: like, ar- Here's the thing, there really aren't any. Yeah,
0: so like you can... Because sh- I, I feel like it's like foreign exchange where like you can short other currencies, but it's, it, it's so kind of like
1: that. You just sell something before you buy it.
0: Oh, okay. So I think that's what they're doing was they... Enough people brought the, the crypto over to Celsius from Coinbase or wherever else it was, mm-hmm. or Robinhood. And then, uh, which, speaking Robinhood's of Robinhood, Robinhood hit an all-time low, yeah. But um, they brought all that crypto over to Celsius. Celsius was now, like, I don't know if, because you can't do it without their permission. Or at least you can't do it without, like, having some sort of margin agreement signed or something Yeah, like you have that. to opt but, in. Yeah, but, like, if you have a margin account, you can't opt out. But basically, I think they were just taking crypto from other people's accounts and then they're just lending that out to other people to shore. I think that's what they're doing. And now I think they're using that because I think they're t- technically custodians of that.
1: Crypto. Yeah, but
0: they're using that to restructure their, if, their
1: debt. If crypto stays volatile, crypto stay, if crypto is crashing, then it's not really securing anything,
0: is it? Well, it's securing at a very high rate or it's secured mm, at a very high rate. Yeah, which know. is not. Logical or good in the few, in the long run. Well, so let me ask you something like, okay, so how much do you think crypto or at least the reaction and the fluctuation of crypto prices that we're seeing recently, this drastic decline, how much of it do you think has to do with just the fact that the market, the economy is not looking good, consumer is not looking good, the job market is weakening, inflation, all that kind of stuff. How much do you think it has to do with that?
1: I think like. you have some people who bought in at a, I, I, I think the issue is you have people who bought in at a high 60,000 or
0: even 50,000 um, or 45,000 or 40,000 yeah, lost or half, of you lost half your money that you put but in. You see
1: half to, you see 50 to 67% of what you may have put in disappear as of today. Maybe less, well. maybe less, maybe you bought it at 22,000 on the way down. Who knows? But I think you've got a lot of people who bought in when it mm-hmm. was going up and it was fine until it stopped yeah. going up. And then you had these same people rushing for the door. Um because they need their cash back. and it might be they need yeah. their, and they might need their cash back because, the their cost the cost of living is going up because inflation is so high. People who are just or, like wow, in order to do the things that I historically do, I need more. I need or, or their money unemployment
0: back. went out, or you know, maybe, or maybe I, at some know, point they noticed is, that right? they, yeah,
1: I got this awesome seven percent raise, but eight percent inflation. Wait, what do you mean I lost buying power? Yeah,
0: or hey, my rent, which I know this is happening to a lot of people across the country. Okay, mm-hmm. my rent went from you know eleven hundred a month to sixteen hundred a month, just like that. Yep. and I yeah, uh-huh. so people need,
1: people need their cash. Yeah. Turns out that you can't pay with Bitcoin. Of the places that you your, you cannot. Exactly, so. <laughs> yeah. You need you need their cash because it turns out that this cryptocurrency isn't currency. I'm it's pretty not, sure we did an episode on that.
0: Yeah. Uh What is money, right? Like in crypto, and crypto isn't. <laughs> yeah. Not um, yet. Should I should I even and, say and, yet? And no, uh, I, I don't know. Right. I mean, um.
1: But not ever yeah, well, really. And
0: while we're in this I subject, I mean, did you see? So there's an NFT thing in New York today. It happened today on Market Observation Day for Juneteenth, which Happy Juneteenth, by the way. I'm glad it's finally a holiday, but subject uh yeah there. nfts that that whole thing did you see that the parade or whatever it was no but it was it's like an nft here's a, here's all i'm gonna say is
1: if there was an actual parade of nfts that defeats the purpose of nfts i know
0: if it's a physical parade it just doesn't make any sense but the thing is yeah like, i saw on twitter a bunch of pictures of protesters out in front going like nfts are a scam nfts are a scam and i'm like hey I,
1: you know hello We've been saying that for the longest time. Just saying. Oh well, yes, we have. I, have. you been listening. I didn't train any Tell ATs. all your friends. Tell all tell your all friends. Your, you, yeah. uh, you, you,
0: you. Um, I feel like I've warned everybody, but uh, but no one was listening. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe. I know. I've. I know. <laughs> I've told my friends.
1: Anytime, and I and at this point, when they when these same people that I know I've warned bring it up, I know that all they're doing is trying to wind me up. Well, but kind of like t- I try to wind up Tim with my atrocious accent. <laughs> well, but this is the thing: is like we warn people about SPACs. We've warned people about. Yep. NFTs? Because like when
0: they first became a thing, I was like, why in God's name did someone buy did someone pay 69 million or whatever it was for one NFT? And I, I'll admit, like, the craftsmanship for that NFT was great, but 69 million dollars? What like what's happening? I agree. So, like it's
1: it's yeah. with the rise of digitized frames, you can make it yeah. visible in the real world. But it's still. But yeah. I I agree. It's still to me. It's well. And I'll say this too. It like seems...
0: if we were around in twenty eighteen or twenty sixteen or whatever, the remember the wheat, the pot stocks craze. Oh yeah. If we were around, then I guarantee you we would have said something about that. We would have been like, okay, hold on, guys, this is not this is not
1: sustainable. None of these companies are profitable. They don't have. They it's... don't have positive cash flows. <laughs> They're, They're posi- not sustainable. They're yeah. They can't. Bank on a federal level, yeah. they can't. Like, there's so many things you can look at. Like, yeah, yeah, that yeah are issue, forex, I mean, but forex yeah, risks are yeah. huge. And then, which is but, which but, is what but, Microsoft cited a couple weeks ago. But yeah, yeah, but that, but the, to be fair, that's all just uh, that's like, a craze. A I mean, the, the, it's the, mania. Yeah, the podcast was
0: kind of like the the meme. You know, AMC, the GameStop. You know,
1: like it's the same mm-hmm. thing. And we warned about GameStop too. We're like, this is this is not sustainable. Oh yeah, now, for war- me yeah. There were definitely points. There were points during that GameStop during the run up where I was like, man. I should really short this right now. But you couldn't. There were points. But you couldn't. But I couldn't do it. Be-
0: well, you couldn't because couldn't do it literally because like you couldn't find the shares to short. Well, yeah, like the, the
1: company was. Yeah, like, you couldn't providence You couldn't providence them because yeah, the the, the, volume the, firm, is the, firms, the firms the firms that were shorting them they hadn't providence them either. Yeah,
0: well, it turns it out. out that you know when a company with a hundred million outstanding shares and it trades four hundred million shares in a day, that's just not normal. You know. It's not supposed to happen. No. Like you're not it's not, not, not supposed of, to exchange like, yeah. hands four times in one day. The entire company is not supposed to do that. No. But yeah, speaking of um and, and from
1: there we get to the Fed meeting. Yeah. Then we got, How to we thing. get here.
0: Um in so many ways I mean that. <laughs> I'm asking that question. I get, I, get, I, I, get I, get I think I point. just
1: I, I think I just wanted to get crypto out of yeah, the way. I know. Like it's it's done. I now mean, we don't have to talk about that again for yeah, next but, week. Or until until I, something else stupid. I know, happens.
0: but I mean, stupid things are happening all the time, such as this FOMC. It wasn't just like it would like the, the seven five basis points, I don't like I don't mind I don't mind it. Like I felt like everybody I mean, if you watch CNBC, all the panels, like, okay, if the Fed wants to get the credibility back in a hurry, 100 basis points to go. Yeah,
1: even I I was like, 100 basis points. I was like, because I think, what did I say last week? I said said 75 basis points is what they're going to have to do. 100 would be would be them really tightening the screws and reacting. But even then, both of those are still too small because we still have a negative real rate.
0: Exactly. But it's also like if they did 100 basis points, I feel like it's, you know, I think it could be viewed as desperation because they know that they're losing credibility. They're trying to get ahead of them losing credibility, which is really ironic because last Fed meeting, they said, okay, 75 basis points is out of the question.
1: Which, 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 that was, here we and are. that was, and here's the thing for me that was one of the dumbest things to have been said. At I the, totally agree. At the I, May meeting, yeah, you've th- ruled out 75 basis points. Why would you say that? Yeah. Why would you say because that? Because
0: you know that at some point you might have to walk that back. So if you don't want to seem like an idiot yeah. now, don't say things like that they are
1: going to make you. The great thing is, if you don't want to have to walk something back, just don't put yourself in that corner in the Exactly. In
0: the Wow, dude, you are so smart. That is insane. You know, if you
1: don't, if you don't want to have to uh, I mean, undo, like, go, like, oh yeah, I said that thing. Well, why? Because at the time I thought it was true, but now I. Well, I mean, you if, you know, it's, it, if you
0: don't, if you don't want to, like, you know, unsay something, or if you don't, you want don't want have to, to unsay like, something. Just yeah, don't say just something. Shut up. If you don't have, have to up. walk
1: back from somewhere. Don't walk there in the first. Yeah, place. Yeah, exactly. Just it's, shut it's, up. It's, it's and that don't easy. Do that. It's
0: yeah. Uh, so okay, what exactly happened? Um, okay, first of all, I, I want to comment on this. Okay, so. In case you guys don't know, there is not a meeting in August.
1: There's going to there's gonna be a meeting in August. Right.
0: But there isn't one
1: planned. They haven't announced it yet, but I, no, but there's going to be. If they do
0: one in August, it will be because of an emergency meeting. But it's July. And then yeah. right now on schedule, it's July and then September. Okay? So my big problem right now is there's going to be two big inflation prints. How is inflation going to look in the month of June? We'll find that out in July. How is inflation going to look in the month of July? We'll find out in August. August. And, then and, course, and I'll be
1: honest, I don't think that the 75 basis point raise that happens in July is going to undo any of that. It's still going to be there. It's still going well, to be Well, and bad. this
0: is the thing. So... The funny thing was, and I talked about this last week, was we thought that inflation had peaked in May or in April because the May for that reported April's numbers was stayed down. the same. Well, no, it was down. It was it was down. Yeah. It was down a little bit, Slightly, Yeah, it, like, yeah. it went from like eight point four to eight point three, I think. And then this most recent one that you know that showed May's numbers, it went back up. So that's what they ended up reversing. That's why I ended up. That's walking why they reacted. Back. Yeah, that's why they ended up walking back whatever the, whatever they said in uh, in the May meeting. So now they have this reaction. First of all they're saying a 50 basis point rate hike in july which okay what happens if inflation doesn't peak again right like what happens it's if we, the, 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 the report it, comes it, out
1: 8.7 well then right? that's the thing is then you have to conclude okay 75 basis points is not enough was not enough yeah. last time so you're going to have at that point you have to go to 100 basis points And if, if, like, oh, with rates you do have to get ahead of inflation if that's how you're going to curb it now i think there are some problems with the feds thinking. Yeah, I do think the Some Fed, the Fed problems, is sitting I here saying, a,
0: oh, I mean, an ocean of problems. Well, they're, okay, okay, <laughs> yes.
1: But, but the Fed's, you know, this, there's this argument that I'm hearing from a few too many. Educated places around the Fed say, or you know, right. Fed are saying, "Oh, it's um, this is just uh, it's it's increased wages are driving this inflation." Except the problem is, really, wage. Well, yeah, that's what that's what some people are saying. I know, and I know, problem, I know. Though, what I'm saying that, like, really, that's is that what's this driving it up. That's the, that's what you're claiming. Yeah. The funny thing is, wait, the the wage increases have lagged behind inflation. So five percent wage increase cannot drive eight percent inflation. It doesn't it's make shift, any sense. Not possible. Yeah. And so so this argument that its wages are causing this is nonsense. It may be part of it, but it well, isn't but, all of it, and that means that we yeah. and that means that you have to look at other well, issues. But the really scary okay. thing
0: is like so consumer confidence is super low. The credit card, the, the credit card debt right now is just absurdly high. Oh yeah, and, this saving and personal has, savings rate yeah,
1: down. has, got, has, has returned down. to where it was pre-COVID. I think lower actually.
0: I think it's like pre-2008. Well, what I mean is, it's what I mean is, it's
1: gone negative. Yeah, again. I
0: think. Oh, okay, yeah. I think what that' to low, like 2008 Here's the or thing. something like that. Yeah,
1: the problem is in 2008, the personal savings rate was. Pretty
0: abysmal. Of course it was, but people at the time also felt strongly about the economy before, like right before the whole thing. They
1: did. Like, now, now, now it's like now. Imagine. Consumer
0: confidence is low, so like you would think that with how low consumer confidence is, it would kind of drive people towards saving a little bit of money, saving uh, you more,
1: saving for that Except rainy day. Except They yeah. can't. They can't because they inflation can't. is so high, and then you know they're still right. paying. For, so, so, so it I mean, sets I, you I think. For- a very serious problem of what happens when yeah. when the money runs out. Yeah, I know. Seriously, that's cr- that's the that's, that's the real problem. Is when people is like it. when the credit card is maxed out. So now you can't actually um, buy anything.
0: Well, I, I think because, maybe like I mean, is that what mm-hmm. uh, does it have to take that for inflation to peak? Because that's. I mean, that's a real problem because at
1: that point you have, you actually have a liquidity crisis. Yeah. That's when you have, that's what the real problem is because the real, you know, if if you think the problem in 2008 was there was a, there was a liquidity crisis between Mm -hmm. banks. Not wanting to loan money out to anyone, yeah. and then yeah, but that's because uh, they maxed you know,
0: out their, their but leverage.
1: It's, yeah. But it's but it's because but it's because they brought it on yeah. themselves. They they said, I don't care where this mortgage comes from. I don't care if it's true or not. Yeah. I need more to package into my securities. Just get me the mortgages so I can do this. I can sell it. and I can sell it oh, to schmucks. So bar, yeah. I can sell it to schmucks and make money. Mm-hmm. That's what that's all the the banks cared about at the time. Now the problem will be is what happens. What happens when people don't have money
0: yeah because the when Great Depression no, they have no one left to sell it to exactly seventy yeah. percent
1: of your economy like, can't afford to buy your product anymore
0: uh, you know that greater fool analogy like yeah. there needs to be a greater fool
1: yeah. And the greater fool needs Grand- to have money so if the greater fool has so no then money he, then he then, then, then he's useless to you Exactly. he's not he's what not are he's, he do? He's, he's not a greater fool he's just a fool and, you know uh, that's exactly right that's the issue is, is um the, the <laughs> one of the one of the best lines is a fool with no, uh, no money or, yeah I've ever heard and, I, and I've read. Some of the, and I've read some of the things. Supporting the statement, but it was that um, in the Great Depression, it wasn't actually the stock market crash started it, but that wasn't the real that, that isn't what really caused the the, the economic depression. No the Economic it, depression was caused when, when there, there was no, no credit available to people who could afford, it. and nobody was working, or not nobody was working. I mean, like the unemployment
0: rate was what like eighteen percent at at one point, or that which is insanely high. But when you have that much of your workforce participation not it, working, it
1: got it got to it, in twenty. It went from 3.3% um, to 9% to the 15, 23, 24, 21, 19, 17. 15, 19, oh God, 17, so yeah. That is really yeah. bad. Okay, 19.
0: so it's, I guess it's much worse than I thought it was. Um, but I mean, that's, that's a huge... But still, it, uh, for, for the most part, that's... Okay, so so one out of every... At, its worst, it was about, at worst,
1: it was about one in four. At best,
0: it was about one, yeah, one in five. five. One in five, one in six, right? So, so, 20, so between, one, between one in four and one in yeah. six, people were not working of your entire that's work. I mean, Yeah, I mean, you, you could see what that does to an economy. So like, at, at some point, like, employers were like, okay, everybody wants to work. So who's willing to work for less than the
1: other guy? Yep. And it's a race to the bottom. And then somehow during that race to the bottom, everyone wonders why it's dragging on so long. Why growth isn't as good as it's supposed to be. And the answer is, well, your employee can't afford anything. So he keeps trying to get a new job. So you're rotating in new employees all the time. I have to train these new employees and that costs you money and efficiency. So pay more, retain people. and stabilize your local economy this is a complete
0: different situation than 1929 because like interest rates okay what's it at now 1.75 percent now 150 175 or is it 175 to 2 percent it's okay okay it's still very low i mean i can't believe like people are freaking out about this and kathy wood came out and said interest rates have quintupled interest rates have gone up more than eight times they originally were it's like okay eight times from Twenty-five basis points. That's really? yeah. That's what like, you're
1: complaining about. Okay, that's what. but someone looks at me and they say like, "Oh, it's gonna cost." It's it's you know, blank percent, my response is, okay, is this 2% of a hundred or is this 2% of a hundred million? Because right. one of those numbers is manageable and the other, I like guess a percentage we look at these and we go, okay, is that, a, is that outside of a variance level and we accept that, but right. someone's but, like, oh, it's going to cost Someone you... says
0: interest rates have gone up, uh, what, 800%. It's like, so, they, so they've so they gone up okay. a total of uh, what? Uh, what is it na- at now? Like 150? 150, like 150 basis points. So it's gone up 150 basis, basis points. points what I saw. Wow, big deal, dude. Wait, I don't know. I, was Kathy? would try to sound smart and trying to blow my mind by saying that? I Maybe. Don't know. I,
1: I, or don't know. I it didn't work. I see, like <laughs> I mean, I see that. And, you know. And, but it comes to the Fed, and you know, and you've said, are they trying to salvage their credibility or have their credibility? And, yeah, and so, the next thing, and, and, and as we were saying, like if you don't want to have to walk things back, don't say things that you then have to okay. walk. Back, right? Don't walk there And the first place. So that to walk goes back. into
0: like the Fed. Said, into what they're forecasting, the F- which is really what I want to talk
1: well, about, yeah. because their forecast to me
0: just don't yeah. seem manageable at all. No, nothing makes yeah, any well, the sense. Fe- well, but the Fed sit
1: out here and they said, oh, we plan to cut rates back down in twenty twenty four. Am I what? Why? Yeah. Why? One, it's a year it's a year and a half away. Literally yeah. the first part of that year is a year and a half away. And two, we're literally halfway through 2023
0: two right now. So that's you know, you're eighteen two, months away. Yeah. You know,
1: let's 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 get to know. let's get to November twenty three before we start worrying about what the economic outlook for twenty twenty four looks like why well, you think- maybe not wait till then but like but why are you broadcasting here saying we're gonna cut rates in twenty twenty four? Why if the economy is doing absolutely great in twenty twenty what is the incentive to cut well, rates? And what I want
0: to know too, because because I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to make sure that the markets don't absolutely tank overnight, which they also say that we don't really care about markets. I mean, Janet Yellen has said that. Well, they
1: shouldn't. I believe she does not. I I believe she doesn't. Which is funny because she's a... I know, because she's a... a, Yeah, she's super dovish,
0: but doves are extinct. She's she's a hawk now, Yeah, at least compared to how how she historically viewed things. She's a hawk now. How she was, yeah. Um, But... Why are we thinking about cutting rates? I think I think the reason why they lost so much credibility is because they're too scared to upset markets. They're too scared to me- to make markets puke, which is really ironic because every single time someone from the board speaks, the markets puke. So I'm just like, okay, if you guys are really—I mean, this is so weird—but like, if you guys are really concerned about markets, because the way you guys are acting, you're, you're acting like you're super concerned about markets, but you guys say you don't—you're not concerned about markets, but whenever someone speaks, well, markets puke. So it's, <laughs> I, I would, know. I would tell the fed, like, just, I would
1: tell the if, if I was, if, all right, members of the fed, you know, the FMC media uh, committee or F- market meeting who are listening to me, markets will take care of themselves. Well, they will. Yeah. They're, they're, they're they are designed. Be. Well, to they, should be, yeah, they're they're, doing, they should be at least do it. They should be free market. And they should be capable of doing it themselves. And some of that means that if they're going to have these amazing ups, they're also going to have times where they're low. Now, the thing is, if you really want the economy, you have to sacrifice the markets for the economy. The markets can be the most efficient way to get money into the hands of businesses that need it for expansion or other purposes, for economic purposes. But if you lose sight of the fact markets are supposed to be a reflection of the economy, not the driver of the economy, it is the tail. You cannot let the tail wag the dog. The markets will take care of themselves. Yeah. The economy is what will not. The economy is what needs the intervention. Markets should be free. Well, I mean, someone wants to overpay. The economy should
0: be free too. But at the same time, like the economy, it seems like it's being squeezed right now. Which is, I don't know, if this is any reason for you to lose credibility in the Fed. Jay Powell, in his press conference, said the economy is strong enough to, to handle higher-,
1: higher interest rates.
0: Yeah. Exactly, which I'm like, okay, I guess they can. Right? I think the economy the, the can. economy is resilient enough, but that's just, I just I think the middle class is really resilient. It might, they might not
1: make the smartest decisions, but they can. Well, it's they, it's, they, it's, it's getting the, the middle so. class and the, and the lower class are getting are getting hurt. Well, for me, what it boils down to right now is it's this: it's that um, you have to raise rates because you have to get inflation under control. Is rates the only method to do that? Based on their tools, yes, yeah. probably right now it is, but. Until inflation's under control, yeah. you don't have, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what you think you want to do in 2024. Of course so not. you have inflation under control. Then shut up. Exactly. Like, fix, fix that problem. You're like a trauma surgeon sitting here, like during a major bleed, like <laughs> this person is bleeding on the table in front of you and you're dealing with it and you're like, okay, well, you know, the plastic surgeon will be able to fix those little cuts on her face later. That'll be fine. It's like, no, that's no, no, really no. not the yeah, issue no, right now. This bleeding. person might yeah. die. Um, the mortician can probably fix those scars too. I'm willing to bet I know which one the family yeah, would rather talk. Exactly. To, you and know. I think that's just what the it's Fed is doing,
0: and, and I think the Fed just has a complete distorted view of the actual economy because I think what they're looking at is like, okay, so the job openings and like the amount of people that are available to fill them. I think they're they're starting to narrow, um, yeah. and I think once it go once it reverses back to, I think that's when the Fed will start. Going like okay, uh, the economy is weak and all that. The kind problem of stuff. is, uh, like, yeah, you
1: obviously want to reduce unemployment because it's one of your dual mandates. But yeah. here's the thing: right now, the concern is it has to be the inflation aspect
0: yeah. of it. But so I, I, mean, I guess I kind of walk back what I said earlier. When I said the Fed loses credibility by saying the economy is strong enough to handle higher interest rates, because I think they are. Yeah, markets but, don't like it. Yeah, markets don't like it.
1: But right well, we were now, talking before, so, the, before we started recording, uh, markets are drunk on this idea of earnings being. Yeah, at these insane levels. Yeah, because I think and that's not yeah, going to happen. There is all these
0: like you know the bullish panelists that go that go on CNBC and Bloomberg and Yahoo Finance. They're all saying, okay, target S and P forty eight hundred end of the year. And It's like okay, so the S and P is going to rally a thousand points from now to the this end is of the what, year. Thirty percent, thirty percent, almost. I know. Right? I mean, is at it possible? Push. Yeah. Do I see it? No. But the only pretty, really the only evidence they're citing because you said like like they don't have a reason, but their reason is they do have a reason, but they're just their reason is just so outdated, and it's like- yeah. The Fed is going to change their forecast. Like, I think the Fed actually loses their credibility based on their forecast because they're saying, okay, Fed, they expect unemployment to go above 4% as rates rise. Do you see that happening? That one I might make sense. See that one so, to
1: me, the the one the one rate that the yeah. Fed right now is kind of putting out there that I understand why they're putting it out, but they're ignoring a lot of stuff. Is it a target? Uh, it, a target interest well, rate or target GDP? They think they think GDP growth for the year is still going to be positive, and I think it's going to be zero. Okay, so close to zero is to be negative. Okay, so they're saying target interest rate by year end three
0: to three and a half percent. I'd well, love what do you to think about that. It should
1: probably be four to four and a quarter. I think there's four meetings
0: left, unless it's a yeah July. September. It's four scheduled September, meetings left. November,
1: I think they'll November, have to have right? an August meeting. They have to have an emergency meeting yeah. in August because what do you, say? you, can't, you I, I, can't you can't you can't go sixty days with no rate change if 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 if, if, inflation, uh, if inflation shoots stays. up, yeah. or even so, or even does not but, go down.
0: In my opinion, there's a couple of assumptions on that on the August meeting. Is one GDP numbers come out for Q2 between July and August, right? Or, or
1: yeah, I'll have right, another no, GDP. Actually, report by well right, yeah
0: so but i was saying before the july meeting we'll have a gdp print cpi print for june and then of course gdp for q2 at least the atlanta fed is lowering their guidance on on q2 gdp growth but seems like pretty much the fed across the board they're all anticipating a 1.8 percent increase in gdp i think
1: <laughs> i
0: don't think that's gonna happen
1: yeah because looking at
0: the U, at u.s
1: economy but, contracted by one and a half annualized on the on the first quarter yeah. 2022 Slightly worse than the one point four percent decline that was predicted. Wait, you know, there, there wasn't a decline.
0: I thought there wasn't a decline. What well, I, I know, it contracted, but I didn't think there was a decline forecasted in Q one. I thought Q one there was a forecast of a positive like one point um, two or something like that.
1: Yeah, it was predicted, and that's what we got. Really, of economic analysis, yeah, is saying um, Q one twenty twenty two down negative one and a half percent growth expected negative one point four.
0: Whoa, okay, I. So, Okay, maybe I'm looking at the wrong one, or maybe I'm not looking at the Bureau of Economic Analysis. Maybe I'm looking at a completely different one. Fred?
1: Or maybe just Wall
0: Street, because like, I'm seeing- like I'm I'm, walking, seeing? I'm looking at this CNBC article that says, below analyst expectations of 1% gain. So I'm like, whew, if analysts, whoever the analysts were, they were expecting a gain? I don't know if it was the Fed report or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, no, if everything it, I'm seeing, EA.gov. Yeah. EA. Wow. Okay, so, so maybe the CNBC article is just behind or something, but- um, or I don't, yeah. I don't know, but I mean, this, this CBC article came out in April, right? And these are oh, based wait, on no, the advanced,
1: GDP. now these numbers are based on the advanced um, data, the advanced estimate. And then we should have gotten the May, and these are also real GDP estimates as well. Not, oh, okay. um, we should yeah, have so while the, we're on that
0: Bureau of Economic Analysis website, so, Okay, it turns out that that's a little bit more reliable than CNBC, but uh or at least I mean CNBC is reporting all, it, one thing. Cause I think CNBC is reporting street, like Wall Street, like maybe Jamie Dimon was thinking that uh there's gonna be a positive growth in GDP. Mm-hmm. It's not the same as uh, you know, BEA. No, but, it's 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 our yeah, economists think this. The actual government economists think that. So I'm on that website now because you know, it turns out that it's saying that the Q2 GDP results come out on June twenty. Not, not June 29th. That wouldn't make any sense. Uh, no, uh, Q2 come. It comes out in uh, July 29th. and I think the second yep. Fed meeting, the July Fed meeting, is right before that. At least according to Federal Yeah, it should be about yeah, a week their meeting is that. the twenty sixth and the twenty seventh. So why are you like? So they're having a meeting. So at least we know that they're meeting after the inflation print of June. And I'm also willing to but, bet they'll have
1: they'll I'm willing to bet they will have the GDP.
0: Yeah, reports. they probably will, but they pro- okay, maybe they will. But they'll close right yeah, it's probably embargoed, but my thing is okay, so if they raise if what if they do? What if they do raise by 100 basis points in that meeting? Is that saying they don't care what GDP comes out at or maybe GDP came out better than we thought and willing to slow the economy down a little bit more?
1: I I, I think again again GDP is especially real GDP remember we're using basket year yeah. we're using a basket year for pricing a, cons- a constant year so it's a deflator for some cut for some years and it's an inflator for other years because we're trying to figure out okay based on a constant price which is to eliminate inflation right eliminate the inflationary pressure and determine hey based on the growth is it based on price changes or is it based on actual production and uh, right now it, it it shouldn't really shock anyone that we have less pr- less actual production for a higher price unless we have growing nominal right, GDP but, uh, but that's just because
0: not but that's because everything's more expensive, but real right? because if oil yeah right because oil if is oil is a hundred dollars a barrel to hundred and twenty dollars a barrel, right? And then they're still producing the same amount of oil, right? And then GDP is technically higher, but that's just really like an inflation. But it's but but it's, it's an but inflation. It's not range, really right? higher. Right? It's it's I'm exactly in
1: a real sense, I'm not producing more, I'm just selling it. For exactly. More yeah, it's, money, it's, which it's, is, it's which is the difference for those of you want to between nominal and real yeah. GDP. Real GDP uses constant prices and so or, or uses the same prices between all different years. Yep. So we'd be like, are we actually producing more of a good? Yes, we are. We're producing more product. We have more iPhones. We have more whatever. We have more iPhones. We have more computers. We have more... Barrels of oil, Not whereas nominal GDP amount. with, with just, the do- yeah. with the prices change. So, like I could say, you know, historically I might have been selling three uh three apples for two dollars each for si- for total of for GDP of six dollars, and then the next year they'd go, Hey, how's your GDP? Well, I get six dollars again, so my GDP didn't change. But instead, this time what happened is I sold two apples for three dollars. Yeah. But whereas if exactly. you look at that from a real perspective, it would be like, Hey, what'd you do? He's like, Well, I went from selling three apples to selling two apples, but I broke eat, but I didn't. Yeah, but what do you mean? Why brevity, are you producing more same, apples? Yeah revenue is the same why aren't you selling more apples well i raised prices to me it's a little bit conflicting because like not that
0: i mean that makes sense the real knowledge that totally makes sense i'm saying like why is the fed meeting before the gdp report they will have
1: the data they will have the information they will use it in their quanting process they will use it while they're quantifying what they should do what they believe they should do but uh, and also this because
0: like the the atlanta fed i think they're trying to jump ahead of everything because i think the atlanta fed which I forget who it is. I think it's Bostick. Atlanta, yeah. I think he's been pretty vocal too and it still annoys me, but the Atlanta Fed is saying the consumers are already saying that it's a recession and consumers are about 70% of the economy. So they said... GDP growth for Q2
1: is zero I'm, whereas I, everybody else know, is still a little bit positive there's a reason I don't like nominal GDP there's a reason I prefer real GDP but I, I, yeah. I think Atlanta might be right on this I think there are too zero. but
0: I think uh, I don't know maybe it's a ploy to get the Fed more credibility which that to me is just like I, why is that even a thing look like,
1: I, I, I'm, I'm the fact glad that's a concern that, right now I'm glad that we have that. There's, I'm, well first off they're violating rule number one of drunkenomics for the Fed which is shut up in between meetings yeah, they Shut up in, in the what, what do you call it
0: like district or whatever? They should say yeah. stuff that's not. Inconsistent with what's co- whatever, I, but, but God, okay, I'm so annoyed with the Fed. But well, but,
1: and, yeah. and see, like, you know, I guess on the one hand, I say like they need to shut up, and it's what I mean is they need to shut up about what the FOMC is going to do about rates. Um, I think it's perfectly fine for them to sit here and say like, look, we're seeing some problems, some issues in this area, and we have a forecast of GDP. We've forecasted GDP for about zero percent. We're not seeing shrinkage, yeah. but we're not seeing growth. But I still think it takes a pretty it takes a it's a pretty brave position to sit here and say we don't see any growth.
0: Yeah, well, and this do. is the thing too is like what i don't like is when when the fed will come out and say okay the target inflation rate or excuse me, not inflation rate. The target unemployment rate is four percent by the end of the year, as rates increase. And then another, you know, a district says, "Oh no, 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 no!" Like Jerome Powell is way too negative on that. Like no way unemployment goes that high. That will never happen. And then yeah, that's and that's the
1: kind of thing I'd like them to stop doing. Yeah, and then they and they cite this
0: evidence that's that suggests otherwise. And it's like, okay, you're always going to find evidence that's like with economics, you're always going to find evidence that's the opposite of that, right? Like, okay, the labor market is really strong. There's more job openings. Or you, or you so can
1: even take the same. Job, yeah, more, can you can take the same. The same data and go. I where where they yeah, think this is. You know, or continue. It they will interpret than, it very yeah. differently. I think this is a one-off event versus this will be a consistent event. Yeah, it's why it's why in economics, exactly. what is it? Economics is the art of explaining tomorrow why the prediction you made yesterday didn't come true today. Exactly. Um,
0: but that, I mean, that's essentially like that's what's going on right now. Like they're forecasting four percent unemployment and three to three and a half percent target interest rate by the year end, which you and I are both going to call bogus on that. Mm-hmm. Of course, they're planning on cutting rates in twenty twenty four, which why even think about that?
1: Yeah. If you're worried about twenty twenty four, you have um, yeah, you have skipped some steps. <laughs> you you're you're looking way too far ahead. Uh huh. Like, you're, that's how you trip. You're thinking you're about a hostile environment, yeah. looking at the horizon, not at the ground. You're thinking the, about checkmate. You're going. when you're when you've only moved two pawns, right? So it's like, and, not, and not the correct you know, and not the correct pawns.
0: Yeah, not the correct pawns. But one of the things they also mentioned too was they're planning on bringing down treasury issuances to offset some of the potential negative effects of QT. Which I'm like, I thought QT was literally just. That's exactly what QT is. Is not issuing new. Well, yeah, treasuries it's giving you the it's because, putting the old
1: treasuries out into like, the market. Yeah, but it's also you historically. They I'm bought not- from you that you then agreed to buy from them for cash, but now you're you're selling them back the bonds they used to hold yeah. for the money to take the money out. Yes. Well, so but that the, uh, is QT. Yeah,
0: but the thing is, too, like, it's like, okay, a lot of these bonds that they have on their books are going to mature, too. So when they come yeah, to so maturity, they'll have to, they'll have to they're not going to ra- those. Yeah, but they're not going to. I, I mean, but that's the plan is that they're not going to. 'Cause like at some point it's like part of QT is okay, you're you're forcing municipalities or whatever it is to buy back their bonds. So that's essentially what you're doing. You're forcing all these because most of what they have is, you know, treasuries, municip- municipal bonds, all that kind of stuff. That's mainly what they have. And then they have a bunch of, you know, mortgage backed securities. Um, and they're forcing these banks to buy back. I, do you know how they're doing that? I don't know how they're forcing the. I don't know how they're forcing I everybody mean, to buy their stuff.
1: I can't imagine that it's. I mean, there's a contract. And once the contract signed, you have to do it. Like basically, it's just on this date, this will occur. But I mean, I suppose fair the enough. other thing is, if you, if if you were a major institution, would you really want the Fed to be your enemy? Would you really try to screw them over because yeah, they're your enough. bank and it's a bad idea? Yeah, exactly. that would be. That's that's my guess. I could. I mean, I'll dig it up. And I'll have an answer for you next yeah.
0: week. No, whatever. I I have no idea how they force someone to to buy their stuff back. But at the same time it's you know another way they do it is you know these bonds come to maturity you owe the fed money
1: they're gonna get his money you got my money man got my money man you got my money for fake mustaches you don't got money <laughs> where's <laughs> the money man you shot both my knees <laughs> call it even huh gonna have my
0: that's, money that's such a like that's the that treasure's maturing it's like okay all right well now these guys gotta give them the get the fed their thousand dollars back right and if they don't renew yeah. it then that's because like, i mean they, you know when the fed buys bonds it's you know it's like it's not just like all 10-year bonds
1: it's all you know it's slattered out it's so. across the board it's everything and when powell yeah. says he says he's oh they're gonna bring down treasury which is in offset what? it's just um we won't be issuing quite so many bonds across the board because we want to with the market knowing that we're raising interest rates we don't want we don't want to stifle bond markets for the currently existing bonds by having people sitting here going, "Well, I'll wait till after the next meeting." To me, this is still really unselling get- to
0: bond markets because you're not issue like the supply of bonds is just, is diminishing. So I guess I guess maybe that's what brings it to equilibrium. Yeah, is maybe. that you're gonna you're gonna risk yeah, your supply a little bit? Yeah, not equilibrium, but you know what I mean. Like just like a level playing field, I guess is more of kind of <laughs> yeah, more <laughs> stable. I- more stable yeah. position. Yeah, exactly. So it's like okay, you're buying this bond at T six, right? When it's you know it got this coupon and this this is the value of the bond and it's got this yield. Um yeah. So it's T six out of ten or, or whatever it is. So yeah exactly but speaking of central banks why, why don't we just fly over the pond real quick oh, talk about what's going on I, I
1: feel like Jerome Powell right now is kind of like understanding where Jeb Bush was during that campaign stop where he was like please clap, <laughs> you remember, please clap. oh yeah that was yeah that was pretty embarrassing but I feel like
0: I, I don't know dude because like the ECB has been so far behind uh the the Bank of England I think is still currently behind because they raised I mean in case you're wondering um just a global rate hike. Took place last week. Yeah. ECB raised about twenty five basis points, or not ECB? Bank of England did. Yeah, but did the first time the, the
1: ECB... first rise. In I know the the Swiss bank raised by fifty basis points. But That's only um, because they're trying to. Well, no, the like, no, the ECB hasn't hasn't raised rates yet. But ECB has. Yeah. But ECB, I, I meant, yeah, I meant the Bank of uh, England. yeah, oh yeah but Bank of England is the first time in like 12, eleven years that they've raised rates. But
0: they raised. I thought they raised it three times um, this year. I guess no. It's the fifth time in a row. So it's the oh, it is five times. I'm seeing that now. Too. Yeah, because okay. they come from I got, zero. I got, I got a BBC article up. Yeah, it's, oof. Yeah, they went from zero to twenty five to fifty to 75 to one. Yeah, they've been three, stepping up. One and a half. Or one and a quarter. Yeah. I guess.
1: I guess. I guess. What I was saying, it's the highest rates they've had in fifteen years. Yeah, it is. That's what yes, it, it was. An,
0: because if you look at their uh, their interest rate growth since two thousand eight, oof, God, that's, basically that's zero. Nasty.
1: It's kind of like the U.S. one, yeah, and basically zero, yeah, exactly, um, or been very low, artificially low, yeah. No, that's so, right. The, the, no, the last ECB meeting was we have a plan. And now they're having a meeting to come up with the plan, right? It's this is the this is the class yeah, so that had, they,
0: has... so they had a meeting that could have been sent in an email. And then someone the said, What's the plan? And they went, ah shit. Yeah. Um, that's what the ECB is doing. But I think everybody's getting ahead of the ECB. Like everybody in Europe is trying to get ahead of the ECB, which is minus Turkey. Yeah, I was um, gonna say there's but, only two um, there's only
1: two central <laughs> banks out there right now that I'm aware of that are that are really gunning for lower rates, and um, it's Russia and Turkey. And um, one of the, well, I would say it's because one of the countries is run by a man who clearly doesn't understand the economy and is a little bit insane. So that's President Erdogan. But I realized what I was really going to say is I realized that doesn't really narrow it down. (laughs) Um, That's true. But like, so the,
0: because they both don't really. But like, okay, so Putin. I mean, he understands inflation pretty well, obviously, because w- when he yep, saw the ruble do what it did, and then he jumped it up to 20 you know, he jumped interest rates up to 20%. Percent. Just like he put price sudden,
1: controls on vodka about five or six years ago. Yeah. when was well, because Erdogan expensive.
0: is like, okay, you know, what, 70% inflation or whatever it is? 74.5% inflation 74,
1: year over year.
0: Yeah, so talk about a negative real interest rate or negative yeah. real Fed funds rate. Yeah, them. He's still calling for lower rates, which is ridiculous. Oh, he, um, he's but,
1: 73 and a half. Wow. Over, year over year. It didn't
0: sound much better either way. Yeah. Both sound One terrible. Is
1: slightly better than the other.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but not by much. I mean, you're choosing eating dog shit yeah, or catching it. Like it's whatever it is, you know? Exactly. Like, but yeah, like, um, so the Swiss National Bank, the 50 that's what stuck out to me was that 50 basis increase by, by the Swiss National Bank because. Like we know, that the ECB is probably going to do twenty five basis points at their next meeting, whenever they, whenever they decide to Well, meet. yeah, and I think the ECB is just like, okay, we're we're going to try to get ahead of that. Well, no, which,
1: the Swiss National Bank is pro- it's probably sitting on the fact that um, they own a ton of U.S. stocks and a lot of U.S. stock, which or, is which is which is not doing so hot. But they're probably also yeah. seeing that the Swiss franc, that in a high inflation environment, a high uh, a high cost, especially on energy and food environment, yeah. does not see have, especially in Europe, the energy one specifically does not have any. There's no short term end incentive Site. And to be fair, um, the 21st of, of June is mm-hmm. the longest day of the year, right? So
0: So that's technically, the day that's technically the day where inflate or not inflation, but energy prices are the most expensive. That's the day. Well, I wouldn't say most
1: expensive, but I would say it's in the northern hemisphere, it's the day where you st- where the days stop getting longer and they start getting shorter. So now you start to head into winter. Again, you know, you're starting, if, you're heading into winter, not I'll be into summer. With you,
0: if that's honestly one of the things that they're considering, I will give the Swiss National Bank a huge round of applause. That is very well, you strategic. Have to, you, have
1: imagine, you have to imagine they're sitting here looking at natural gas costs. I understand and that. Energy costs. And if they're sitting here thinking, 100%. well, oh. we've got a weakening current. We, we have a currency that may not be weakening, but we have a currency that's not doing is, as well as maybe we'd hope. It's Swiss franc? yes, yeah, it's, it's, it, it is weakening. weakening. So, okay. It's lost. So that's what they're doing. They're raising rates because they see a currency weakening and they see that that's yeah. not inflationary environment. So that's I, I think that has to be what they're doing. And then Britain's doing the same thing, but Britain's in a slightly better position because they can they still have the ability to get, I mean, they can get natural gas from the United States. The problem is they can't get it from their ports to anywhere else because they don't have enough lorry drivers. Whereas Europe, if you're yeah. Germany or the rest of the ECB, you're sitting or the Eurozone, you're sitting here looking at a lot of this going, we can't buy from Russia. We can't necessarily import as much as we want from the United States because yeah. we don't have the means. Oh, it's stuck at the port. It, it can't get in off the boats fast enough. So now uh, you're sitting here going, if you're if you're Europe, you're going, we're going to have to raise rates because we may distinctly be looking at the point where um, industrial output might fall for lack of for want of electricity, for want of power. Yeah, but my um, thing is,
0: I I don't necessarily think raising interest rates is going to bring down energy costs.
1: It's not. I mean, but it'll sell, it'll try to stay. It'll help them stabilize the euros so they have more buying power. Other things,
0: right? But I, I don't know. Like my thing is for like, that time. You know, like you know, I asked this question earlier. Like, how did we get here? Like. I don't like where we're at because I don't like that we have all these, you know, not very credible, unreliable central banks that are in charge of controlling our economy or not really our economy, but inflation and and uh, unemployment, which I'm like, that's a, that's a lot of people that you're influencing right there.
1: Well, it's, you know, there there's some of the, some articles I've written, some opinions I've seen out there and kind of two of the big ones are. U.S. markets will not, you know, and we're, you know, right now markets are up three hundred points for the Dow no yeah. futures, which I don't understand. That but you have the, there's one guy he was saying we will not have reached the bottom until the Fed stops raising rates. That's when you'll see the bottom of the markets. And that I think there's some truth yeah, to that. But then, but what's and, the and other ones were stop trying to fight the Fed. Yeah,
0: we should stop trying. I I think we should. I think the Fed is actually looking out for you. But at the same time, it's like, dude, like. I guess i've missed what's going on for the last year and a half
1: yep like, I, I, maybe like, really hopefully irrational. they've cottoned on and they're big enough that they can actually oh. arrest the issues here
0: hopefully they can and um we'll see you know, this is, I, i've never thought more about the gold standard than now Like i've I've, just, I've i'll be dead honest with you i've never i've never i've never missed the gold standard as much as i have now not that the gold standard would have solved anything, or that we'd Absolutely be better not. off now. Yeah, I, was gonna I, I, don't, say. I, I don't know if we'd be better off now with the gold standard, but uh, you know, you know, we got a bunch of old people that are sitting in a with with PhDs that are sitting in a room that have a complete disconnect from the actual real economy, and they're they're the ones controlling it. So I I don't know. Like it's just I, I don't yeah. like it. Um, I, I do want to ask this question because someone asked this, this on Twitter and I promised them Uh-oh. an answer. It was a response to a tweet that I tweeted uh, at Junkonomical, if I haven't said that earlier. Uh, CL, that's us on Twitter. I think it's entertaining. But uh, I tweeted something about the 10-year Treasury T.O.P.S. Three forty-five for the first time in eleven years. Um, oh, the yields up the, there. The yields, yeah. Sorry, the yield, not the. If I say the tops, I meant I mean the yield, not the coupon, not the value of the bond, right? I meant the yield. And Psy Guy uh, Almighty Dolan at Almighty Dolan. Yeah, Dolan, Almighty Dolan Dolan, Dolan. Dolan, 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 Dolan. Yeah. Says, uh, can you explain what this means? I know it's bad that the bonds are bad for the next ten years, but what does this indicate for the market? Well. I mean, it's not that bonds are bad for the next 10 years because what CNBC is quoting when it says treasury yields tops 345 for the first time in 11 years or the highest in 11 years, they're really quoting the current bonds that are out there. So they're saying the current bonds are plummeting in value. The current 10-year bonds are plummeting in value. And price, and the reason, price that people are yeah, well, paying yeah, yeah, on the Essentially, market. price, value. It's like if you own the bond and you want to sell it to the open market, you're, you're losing value because the yield is going up. Why does the yield go up? Because you know the bond was trading at you know nine hundred dollars a bond to now eight forty five. So you're like, buying, you're buying know, all the future
1: coupon payments and the thousand dollar principal payment for that eight for right forty five. Eight hundred forty, yeah, for
0: eight hundred forty five for that per bond, which means okay, so if it's yielding two percent, whatever two percent divided by eight forty five is, that's the yield, right? So it doesn't take a genius to figure this out, but two divided by eight forty five. Is a lot higher it's a is a much higher number than two divided by nine hundred. Yes, and two divided by a thousand. So if the bond decreases in value, so the bond's you know the par value is a thousand dollars, if the bond is trading at eleven $1, hundred dollars, then it's trading at a premium. That means people want to buy the bond. Whatever the coupon rate is divided by current price of the bond, which is eleven $1, hundred dollars, that means that's the current yield, right? So if the bond all of a sudden loses its value. That means the bond is now trading at $900 a share. Let's just say, for instance, let's say drop that much, which would be a massive drop. Mm -hmm. Um, Your yield would skyrocket at that point. it'd shoot up like crazy. So that's what's going on. That's what that means. What it means for the market. Wow. What a loaded question. I guess the first thing that you have to think about is that a lot of equities are discounted to the 10-year yield. And I know that that sounds convoluted, but basically... The the 10 year bond is essentially what most uh, Wall Street analysts consider the risk free rate.
1: And it's not, and and it's, and it's, it's, multiple tranches of 10-year bonds. So it's not like just the 10-year bonds that were recently issued. It's 10-year yeah. bonds that might be are two a portion years away of from, are, will yeah, yeah, come to maturity in 2 years. A portion of them were just issued yesterday. A portion of them are 5 years out from that debt. so it's it's just what right. are all these 10 years doing? How is how is the 10-year as a whole being treated? Right, exactly. So a lot of people consider that a risk-free rate because it's a government bond. Like has the
0: government ever defaulted on a loan? No. Yeah. Right? <laughs> not not yet. Um they came pretty close. They flirted but, a few times, but Yeah, and, and all those times were you know, coincidentally, in the last couple of years, and in 2008. But, but yeah. So they, they never defaulted. So basically, like people consider the risk for, If you park your money here, you're going to get your your coupon and your par. Yeah, you like, will get paid. This is what you will get. Pretty pay. much automatically. So if the coupon is two percent, or if the yield at the end of the day is three. 4 or 5%, people are looking at that going like, okay, it's pretty much risk free. Like, you know, if you hold to maturity, it's risk free. If you don't, if you trade the bond, then it's then it's always going to be risky if you trade the bond. And when it comes to equities, because equities are a lot riskier, there's what is called a risk premium. The risk premium is always the difference between the return on equities, the return on investment on equities versus the return on investment on just the on, bond. against that risk free rate. Yeah. Right.
1: So, yeah, it's, so it's essentially, okay. How yeah. much more the risk premium, how much more are you paying to essentially take on the risk of the, equities? What's the premium for what, what premium are you retu- are you getting returned to you for assuming that risk? Yeah, now, exactly. so this question, I guess, the, the cool one, so bonds are bad for the next 10 years. That isn't necessarily what that means. What it means is that ugh, current, as, I, as I see it, the current value of 10 year bonds, people aren't willing to buy them. They're not willing to hold them. Yeah. So this, is, this, you, is, this is why, but it's also if you oh, if you do
0: hold them, you're losing money. Like you better hold. Like right now, if you're holding, why would you? Okay, say, right
1: now, if the, the what's the yield on uh, it's, it's coupon rate of 10, ten years, to years issued today ish, right. is three point two nine. So three point two nine. Well, inflation's eight point seven. So uh, five point four one. So you're losing 5.41 percent if inflation doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> right. So exactly. you're losing money on the bond. It's like a. It's like the. Yeah, but if you look you at, know, but if you're
0: just looking at the dollar amount return, you're still returning about 3.29 percent, right? Just just on dollar amount, right? For inflation, just dollar amount, yeah. like you're not getting that return on buying power. You're getting that return on money.
1: You right? see, bond so, yields go
0: up for multiple reasons, and um,
1: yeah. it probably is not suggesting that there is belief that there will be a default on treasury bills, which. If you have doubts right. about getting paid, you see yields tend to go through the roof because people go, I'm willing to take a huge loss right. to get out of this position because I don't think they're going to pay me and I can't afford to not so I
0: re- Yeah, so I'd rather sell this bond to you and you get defaulted on. And I'll would yeah, rather, hu- I'd rather I'll, I'll sell it to you at a huge discount just to, just to avoid getting defaulted on, right?
1: Yeah, I paid 900 for this. I'll sell it to you for 300 because I need cash and I can't have zero. So that's yeah. your Evergrande investor right now is sitting here <laughs> right. going, I will I will do, or your bond holder from Evergrande is if, if you see yield on Evergrande bonds going through the roof, it's because they're like, I desperately, I, I just need something. Exactly. I just need yeah. something. I want to salvage what, this. Yeah. Yeah. So. I need to get out of this position and reduce my, and get rid of my exposure. Whereas mm. here here at the Fed, I'd say that what you're seeing with these yields going down is, I don't know. I, I think it's it's an, it's an indicative yeah. of economic weakness. I think but it is too. Usually you'd see yields going down at that point. You'd see people going into bonds but the reason yeah. they aren't right now and it's going to boil down to this and it's just because right now inflation is very bad and people are taking are going to cash or other securities that are paying out at a slightly better rate until they until they see a better option they're just going to better options yeah. or it's also possible that people are selling their bonds on the market going to at ca- discounts going to cash and then just buying things they need to survive yeah, but for it's, all I know everyone's building a bunker
0: yeah I, I totally agree with you but the stupid thing is like Okay, so 10-year yield is at 3.29%. Let's freak out, everybody. No, guys, everybody relax. The 10-year yield, like, it, this is it's still historically low. Like, if you talk to someone in the early 2000s about, mm-hmm. you know, hey, hey the 10-year yield is at 3.23% right now, 3.29%. They'd be like, man, I wish I would have bought. Like, I, man, that's coupon rate for the most recent wave, The you know, the ones that mature on 5.15, 2032, coupon rate is 2.875. But, you know, that that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> right? So at this
1: way, so in like, uh, I hate to I hate these charts. Like when you go to, so when you go to read like fed 10 year bond rates, it's always interesting because it's like, okay, what is the, is it being, is it the one being issued now? Or is it the one being yeah, maturing had to, right now?
0: You have to look at the maturity date. Like when you look at the 10 year, like whenever you look at the 10 year chart, you gotta look at the maturity date. So the
1: yield on a you know. bond from on a 10 year from June, 2012, oh, wow, 10 year bond yield on that day was one point six nine percent. Yeah, but like I mean, so like the last—if if you don't look at the last ten years,
0: bond yields are still insanely low. Yeah,
1: bond yields right? throughout the like, or up until up until two thousand eight. Up until two thousand eight, bond yields were consistently over three percent, over four percent. Yeah, well, 4, but like if you look 4, at like yeah. if, if
0: if if you look at before two thousand, they were consistently above five percent. Like even when it did, like even when it went down under ten percent the first time it was like what in is nineteen
1: ninety bond yield was was eight point seven percent right in the eighties yeah. like the early eighties yeah well, I mean, the
0: eighties eighty one bond forget, yields were fifteen
1: point just... five now that's because the markets were um, let's just, yeah let's just forget about
0: the early eighties like, let's just let's just let's just throw that evidence out and pretend like it never happened yeah so from nineteen
1: ninety on if you I mean if you look at this bond yields are only just now getting back to where they were in twenty eighteen yeah.
0: In 2018, like the economy was insanely strong. Like, do you, do we remember that? Like, the economy was really strong. We should have raised interest rates. Like, should have been that's raising interest time rates. to do it. To start the, you know, and now, and now that's that's why we're in this hole. That's why the Fed has lost credibility the last four years because 2018, all that was going on. So. Yeah, that's just me right so what you're seeing
1: is and so as I'm looking at this chart you're seeing it's it's showing recessions in gray and every time you see a recession you just see the yield plummet exactly so well, the, but that's but
0: that's that's the initial market reaction or the initial fed reaction is recession drop rates but now like, but,
1: also, but also but also but also people know. dive into bonds at that point they start diving into bonds to cover their offside so they they because they, it's a guaranteed payout. Yeah, I know they can sell it later. It, it is, so it, yield. So they're going into bonds. They buy the bonds. Yield goes down. It is if they yes. hold to maturity. But that's
0: the, that's the big if, right? And then, of course, you know, like if it's not beating inflation, or if there's you know risk of default, get rid of it as fast as you can. And that yield it's goes up. Yeah, but it's U.S. government bond, so it's obviously you it's know, not going like to be defaulted on. Yeah, until it is. Yet. So that's the thing. That's the answer to that question. But uh, anyways, but um, speaking
1: of yields, really, I don't know. Plummeting, rising, it all depends. Um, my <laughs> yields hit about 0.08. What kind of and, yield is that? <laughs> well, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm beginning to suspect that people around me are, are, are afraid of default. So, um,
0: yeah. With that in mind, is, it, is this I'm, round on you or is it not on you, right? With that in mind. <laughs> Uh, if you want the Roundup Beyond James, get some merch, get some hoodies, get some uh, dog bandanas. You know what? How about, Summer, how about get some take-tops? an apron?
1: You know what tells everyone that yeah. you know you know how to grill and you know what you're talking about while you're grilling? Yeah, the boss. An absolute apron. I have a Drunkenomics apron. They come in black, can, red, um, blue, darker black. They're adjustable.
0: And they're also in even darker black. That can be found all at drunkenomics, D-R-U-N-K-U-N-O-M-I-C-S dot M-Y-S-P-R-E-A-D-S-H-O-P dot com. So that's Spreadshop. Com. And their finer stuff
1: look awesome. Stay classy. Yes. Also, Stay classy. check us out at Patreon.com/drunkonomics. If you don't want merch, if you don't want the bond, and you just want to buy the, uh, the well, NFTs, if you just want to get on the NF- Drunkonomics oh, NFTs, or the Drunkonomics <laughs> Drunk Token, we would really
0: appreciate all and every kind of support. I, seriously, I know the economy is tough right now, so it would really mean a lot if you. Uh, you help us, out. us keep our, our uh, liquor cabinet our liquor cabinet yeah.
1: stocked our ice frozen uh, at least until winter then we could just put our ice bowls outside
0: yeah um, our fruit fresh <laughs> because the-
1: i still don't have any oranges
0: gosh or lemons you're running out of
1: citrus my guy yeah well
0: i did, i couldn't make it to the grocery store on the way home from work today so you know but- here's the other
1: thing you <laughs> if you think inflation's bad Oh man, you just wait until you look at your citrus prices, my guy. They are. Oh, I never thought I'd ever pay a dollar for an orange. I never thought I'd um, be paying like a dollar uh, a key lime. Yeah, it was in Florida. It is.
0: Oh Yeah, in Florida of all places. But you know, I understand it whatever you guys can do to help us out, I'd really greatly appreciate it. Tell your friends about us, Tell if your you like us. Even
1: if it just involves, uh, and it's a serious one, if you just want to give us a review, give us five stars. Uh if you give us five stars, we're If you want to give us one star, we are Barstool Finance. <laughs>
0: just <read> <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> Remember that for your uh, rating purposes. Write us a review it really helps us out and uh on that note yeah on
0: that note with that said hope you filled and killed uh i hope you've played chess checkers it only gets worse oh uh, what else do we have to say
1: you should all just plug in and watch um j pal on the on the in front of congress this week that should be exciting yeah so while you're doing that make sure that you uh that you uh stay economical my friends absolutely my guys cheers cheers